1: Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. Barbie
2: we the only person you're gonna scare is yourself. Charlie,
3: what are you oh, doing? Hit the noise down. <gasps> ah. What are you doing here? Mace, just in time.
1: There's a whole load of police here. I think they're worried you're gonna hurt yourself
2: or someone else
1: how many children are you friends with i'm helen daly and this week we've got you a 13 reasons why special the show is coming on to its third season and while it hasn't been without controversies it has been extremely popular so i'll be joined by the wonderful alex davies fair watson and charlotte mcintyre who have all the theories gossip and fascinating insights into this teen series you could possibly need so with everyone wondering who killed bryce walker Let's delve in and find out exactly who the main suspects are. Let's get to it. Okay, so I'm here with the lovely Faye Watson. Hello. Hello. Charlotte McIntyre. Hello. Hi. And Alex Davies. Hello. 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 And we're here to talk about 13 Reasons Why. Um, So these guys have all the gossip, all the latest theories and all the information that you need. But for those of you who haven't seen it, 13 Reasons Why is a teenage drama from the mind of Jay Asher. So his novel is about the life and death of Hannah Baker. And that came out in 2007 and was adapted for Netflix 10 years later by Brian Yorkey. So the series depicts young Hannah's decision to take her own life. And it sees the impact of her death ripple across the school and the people that she decided to hang around with. So Alex, I know that you've read the book by Jay Asher. Can you give us a good grounding before we delve into the season three discussion? What are the main differences?
3: Well, there's a few, but the series doesn't really tend to go away from the book's core topics. I picked up the book as soon as season one aired because I enjoyed season one enjoyed season one that much. Um, there's a few differences, but not, uh, mainly it's like the technical aspects of it. So the book follows Clay, who listens to all the tapes in one night, whereas the series prolongs it over 13 episodes and like a whole semester at school. Uh, Jeff, the guy who died in the car crash, he was just an unnamed stranger in the book. Oh, interesting. He was just used to give, Kai a pa- give Clay a friend in the first series. Uh, what else was there? Oh, so they adapted it for the Times when it came to the rumours being spread about Hannah. It was used mainly by social media and texting in the show. It was all word of mouth in the book. Um, Clay and Hannah's relationship wasn't quite as pally-pally as it's made out to be in the series. That was, Clay was very much into Hannah, but they weren't as close as it made out, only really working together. Um, Hannah's death was very different in the books compared to what it was in the series, but we will dive into that later. And Courtney and Hannah's sort of moment of passion in the books was merely just a like a back massage, just to lure out Tyler, the stalker. Whereas in the book, in the series, it's made up to be this big love affair.
1: And how about season two? You know, did anything from the novel come into that?
3: Season two sort of very much went off on its own tangent because Jay Asher's only wrote one book, the 13 Reasons Why book, and the entire source material was used up basically in that first season. So like Hannah's parents, for example, barely feature in the book. And yet her mum is like the main protagonist in the second season. So we never really saw like the suit, the school was never sued. Um, Obviously the impact of Hannah's suicide was still lingered large like it would have done in the books. But apart from that, season two is very much its own sort of project.
1: So obviously, you know, you have mentioned quite a few little changes. Mm. One that really interested me was Jeff um, dying in the car crash. Yeah. Do you think that the changes that the, the show made made it better? Or do you think the book kind of was on to something?
3: I feel like they both, the changes I feel had to be made to sort of engage with this kind of a a young audience. Because it came out 10, 10 years after the book, the series. So if you didn't have the changes like bringing in the social media yeah. rumour spreading and stuff like that. It may not have resonated as well, but I mean, the book as a standalone, I thought was a pretty good, pretty good read. Yeah, as dark as it could be, but you know, it's a very good read.
1: And um, so now we've caught up with seasons one and two. I know that you kind of have some strong thoughts on seasons three.
3: Yeah, I'm apprehensive to say. I
1: think we all are, really. <laughs> yeah, the thing, the
3: thing for me is that season two sort of went off on its own kind of path. You know, it still addressed some hard-hitting issues that are relevant in our society. Like, But season one did that anyway. So Th- 13 Reasons Why became this TV show that was renowned for taking these hot topic issues and issues that you do need to have conversations about and bringing them to the forefront. Season three doesn't look like it's... Season three to me is like going off in a, a very much Riverdale-esque high school genre to me.
1: Yeah and I mean me. you know we, we've we discussed it on Netflix quite a lot. Charlotte and Faye just bringing you guys into this. Many people thought it could have finished after one
2: mm.
1: even more people thought it could have finished after two and now we're at three. Do you think that Netflix have made the right decision bringing in another season of this?
0: I disagree as well. I think they should have left it perhaps even at the end of season one so I didn't watch 13 Reasons Why when it first came out and quite late to sort of the 13 reasons why hype but I was instantly hooked and I think you are hooked because it's 13 reasons why you want to know which tape which person what were the reasons you obviously want to know why Clay is involved because he seems so in love with Hannah they have such a nice relationship so getting to that point and finding out what it was that I guess tipped Hannah over the edge and I think it would have been nice to sort of finish it there as a sort of complete package if they could have found a way I think to tie up the parent story would have been nice at the end of season one
4: yeah no I know what you mean I do agree in some sense but at the same time I kind of it was a bit more of a slow burner for me I kind of found the first season a little bit hard going that kind of format of a tape per episode kind of got a bit clunky I thought way and, the it, brutal through. and well. it is brutal and quite hard to like keep going on it um whereas I found like season two definitely towards the end was kind of getting quite, I mean, very extreme, but also quite, like, exciting and the t- issues it was tackling. And this trailer, I mean, I know you say it is, like, yeah, high school, <laughs> but that can be so fun. And this trailer does look really interesting. Like, I'm desperate to know who killed Bryce Walker, and I'm desperate, and I'm sure I'm going to be there watching every episode, guessing. I love those kind of
3: whodunits, and I think I, it could be quite yeah. good. As a standalone, I think it could have been. Like I say, like, yeah. th- for me, because... 13 Reasons Why the first season. I mean, I'm not much of a crier, but that and the incinerator scene in Toy Story 3
2: they're, <laughs> the,
3: they're the only times I've really cried at something Stop on it. screen.
4: <laughs> but then,
3: so to take something that had such an impactful message and brought such an important conversation to the table, to take that's what 13 Reasons Why you sort of became synonymous with. And now it's just being turned to me. Yeah. Now it's just being turned into this high school whodunit, teen drama, let's get you on the CW, Mm -hmm. like that sort of stuff.
4: Yeah, I mean, I do agree, but I think maybe having that kind of background of all this trauma that we've been through with these characters makes that whodunit so much more interesting because we all know going into this that everybody has this motive for killing Bryce because of all of that we've had before. And I think maybe that kind of adds a different edge to it going into the season.
1: I think as well, you know, just picking up the points, Alex, I kind of agree with you fair. I also kind yeah. of agree with you. <laughs> like, I am deeply interested in this season because the trailer is so darn good. Mm. <laughs> it's a very, very good trailer. However, it's not 13 Reasons Why. No, like We've I said, as a, stan- the title. Yeah. as a
3: standalone trailer, it, it looks like it could be a good high school whodunit drama. I just think it takes it takes away from all of the work that the first yeah. season's did.
1: That's a fair point. And, yeah, and it's it's kind of... Losing the, the impact that the suicide had and mm. the exploration of after a suicide, which was kind of revolutionary. You don't mm. really get to see that too often. So I think, yeah, season one, very good. Season two, I see why they did it. Mm.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: season three is not 13 Reasons Why.
3: And whether you think that the first two seasons, the way they covered the issues were responsible or not, it still started a conversation with a lot of young people. That that conversation may not have been started, and now you're just turning it into this mm. typical teen drama.
4: Yeah, that is true. That's true.
3: That's just how I feel.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: obviously, the, the main thing from the trailer was that um, it's going to be about the murder of Bryce Walker. Um, 13 Reasons Why is even set up a playable kind of mobile game where you can go through the motions and see who you think killed him, him. But more of that later. So, Bryce, for those of you who don't remember, he is the guy who raped Jessica and got away with it. So, very problematic. Um, we all know all we know is that he went missing and he was shot after the Liberty High homecoming
4: football game so he's dead (laughs) (laughs) you have all the theories who done it well as if you've seen the trailer you'll know that basically everyone is a suspect and there's a whole lot of suspicious glances going on in that trailer and it really looks like it's going to be one of those classic "Who Done It" where everybody could be responsible because fans of this show know that every single person has a motive for killing Bryce. Um, the kind of main theme of the trailer seems to be suggesting that Clay can be the main suspect so far. And at the end of the trailer, we see him taken away by the police. And it really seems like he does know that something is going on. But... Um, and I guess he has a motive in sense that in season two, you'll remember he pulled the gun on Bryce, even though he didn't go through with it, and it was a much more complicated scene. It, it does seem that he really is affected by what happened to Hannah and how Bryce raped her horrifically in that first season. Um, but I think as fans of these kind of it stories know, it's never the person who the police suspect first. So I think we can probably rule Clay out on the basis of that. But he does definitely know something.
1: I mean, he is looking super dodgy. <laughs> um, guys, do you think? Do you think they would do that? Ruin Clay completely? Because I quite like him as a
0: character. I think he's quite nice. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to be him. It's it's always it's never the most um, the person you think it's going to be. It will never be him. Like Clay is too obvious. I think he'll probably be arrested at some point, and all clues will point to him. And there may be an element of him trying to clear his name, but I just think it will be. Someone you least expect.
1: Even his mom doubts him at one point. Yeah. <laughs> like, Did you? I could, I, I
3: could see the series ending with like Clay in an orange jumpsuit being led to a cell and then a cutaway showing us who the real killer is.
4: Ooh, that would be good. Spoilers. <laughs> 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 yeah.
3: Have you seen it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah,
1: Clay is looking really questionable. But who else mm. could it be for?
4: Well, there are a couple of other names involved. I think with the trailer, you can see that everybody is alluded to. But Jessica Davis stands out. I mean, as we've mentioned before, she's the person who probably Bryce hurt the most. And many will remember that really horrific scene, again, in season one, where Bryce raped an unconscious Jessica, which, of course, has had really long-term repercussions for her character. Another suspect, maybe, is Tyler. You know, he was also the subject of a really horrific storyline in season two, where he was sexually assaulted, and then also seem to be planning a school shooting which Clay foiled right at the end. Um and as is mentioned in the trailer, Bryce was shot and we know that Tyler has a gun. See these
1: two are the probably the most problematic ones for me. they the mm. ones that have actually been sexually assaulted and then are gonna maybe be like you know, yeah. guilty. Yeah, definitely.
0: I um, think well the main problem I had with the series three trailer was I hate when they do this in shows where there's someone who someone like Bryce where everyone is has a motive for killing him, but when they do kill him, it feels like justice has been evaded in some way, mm. and it just felt like, for me, I wanted series three to be a way. I mean, we don't, I don't know. We might see him suffering, and he might have his comeuppance in a way, obviously other than his death, but. I just think when they kill off a character who's had such an impact on so many people's lives, I find that really problematic.
3: Well, we do know that Justin Prentice is going to, who plays Bryce, he is going to be in season three, and they're mm. no strangers to a flashback, so I imagine we will see exactly what happens to Bryce prior to his death.
1: Yeah, because it's kind of like you want Jessica to get justice, but then you don't want her to be found guilty of murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like horrendous. So I, I doubt they'd stray down that no, route. I surely. Know. Um, so,
4: they're probably like the main three suspects because yeah. they have the most to go with. What about evil Monty? Oh, Monty. Horrible Monty. Um, Some fans will be talking about that Monty could be the potential killer after his brutal assault on Tyler last season really just seemed to show that he was capable of doing anything. Um, and interestingly, the actor who played him, Timothy Granderos, um, revealed in an interview with the Radio Times that he will be the kind of primary antagonist this season after Bryce has gone. So that could make him more of a suspect. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, interesting. Could be a good shout. And Mm. um, don't we have a new character this year? Yes, we do. We have um, the character of Annie, who was introduced only in the trailer. So we don't know a great deal about her. We know she's British. We know she is somehow involved in what happened. And she seems to maybe be our new narrator as well. Um, But that's pretty much it. We do see her scrubbing blood off a T-shirt in the first trailer. So she could be playing a big role in what happened to Bryce or at least definitely know something. The ominous blood scrubbing of the (laughs) t-shirt and
1: we know that one character definitely will not be returning.
4: Yeah sadly fans will be devastated to know that Hannah will definitely not be coming back. Obviously season one and two were Hannah's seasons they focused on her suicide and the flashbacks and the tapes with that as well as her mum and her parents fighting for justice um, against the school district but as we'll remember, that ended with no success, and there was a kind of sad goodbye to Hannah at the end of last series. And now the acting placer, Catherine Langford, has confirmed on Instagram that she won't be returning. And even though she said she loved playing her, it is time to say goodbye. It's, it's sad. really sad.
3: Very sad. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Ooh. Her mum won't be back either. Her mum left no, in the last yeah, episode as well, which is a shame. I That's saw... twice
1: you've mentioned her mum. <laughs> I know. I've
3: got a soft spot for Kate Walsh. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I say, 13 Reasons Why for me was very much Hannah orientated in yeah. the story that she brought with it. So, of course, it will be sad to see that character gone.
2: Mm.
1: It's like, obviously, the the, ti- the extended title is 13 Reasons Why Hannah Killed Herself. Mm. <laughs> really, yeah. it's like, mm. we can't have 13 Reasons Why without Hannah, mm. or can we? <laughs> yeah, well, well, apparently we're <laughs> trying to. <laughs> we are trying
0: to. Yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, will you miss Hannah? Yeah, I I definitely will. And I think, like you said, it. I think Hannah herself brought so many important storylines off shooting from her suicide as well, and so many themes and, and sensitive issues that you don't really see portrayed in a lot of teen dramas and I think without her I just I struggle to see how they're going to fill that void and with the mum as well I was, I was a big fan of her mum and the role that she played and you're sort of really rooting for her because you can't root for Hannah unfortunately because we know how her story ends so I like that we had um, her mum play such a big role so I'll, it'll be interesting to see how they'll fill that void in the third season.
1: Absolutely. And fair. I know you've been delving into the world of Reddit.
4: I have. have found. <laughs> so much. There is so much I'm out there. Surprised. Yeah, this is clearly such a popular show and fans are desperate to also know who could be responsible. Um, there's lots of speculation. Some fans have been pointing to Monty, as we've said, because of his propensity to violence and he could have snapped And there's also been a lot of speculation on Clay's involvement after the trailer seemed to hint that he was definitely going to be a big suspect. Um, I've found some kind of wackier theories that could also impact.
1: Like the wacky. Yeah, we do.
4: (laughs) And Reddit is very good (laughs) for that. Um, One fan pointed out that Clay could be a suspect because of the end of last season where he was left holding the gun that he took from Tyler. Um, And as we know, this is a series that Involves lots of social media, people taking photos. Perhaps someone saw that. Perhaps that could be suspicious when it comes around to this. Also in the trailer, we seem to see someone kicking over what is Bryce's body. Um, All we see are shoes, but some fans have been pointing out that these could be Clay's shoes, like analysing what he's worn in the past. But then again, it is important to recognise that he could just be finding the body, which again might make him a suspect. (laughs) <laughs> and finally, picking up on that scene, fans have also noticed that the building seems to look a bit like that abandoned building that Monty was hiding in for a while last season. Do you remember the one he calls the Hobo Hotel mm, that yeah. he goes to when his dad is, becomes too much? And he was pretty secretive about that when people came to it, people finding out about it. So it could be quite suspicious. There's a lot to unpack about this. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Nice. What do you think
1: for the the wacky, the wackier theories?
0: I think, uh, I think the wackier, the better, probably. Mm. I just because, why. <laughs> Yeah, and because it's going in such a completely different direction, I think, I hope it, and I don't think it will be Clay, but I just think that would just be too predictable. And I think we need someone perhaps that we've not even seen yet or the new character that, I mean, they love their flashbacks. I think Bryce will have done something to another character in the past that we don't even know yet and that like flashbacks will show what's happened and and why that person may have snapped so i think it'll be someone completely new to fans someone new
3: i like the idea of mr porter the older teacher doing it okay personally just because he sort of started to redeem himself in season two with his um in court when he Mm. testified against the school and you know this would be like a full redemption almost if he going just to took prison out, took out <laughs> yeah. why not I also saw something that said it could be like a huge group sort of project and Clay is the only one who doesn't know
4: Oh, interesting I so like they, that they all
3: played some part in killing Bryce and mm. Clay doesn't know but Clay could be the one found guilty
1: Interesting, like he's the last one mm. to find out, just like with the tapes. Exactly, yes. they've all recorded
3: oh my
2: God. a little oh, we bit. We've
5: <laughs>
1: gone full circle, <laughs> maybe it does make sense. We've cracked their emails, and uh, obviously, we did mention it before. There is an interactive feature it's um com. Yeah, um, <laughs> so original.
2: We've, all,
1: we've all had a go at it. You get to go through a little conversation with a sheriff, and you'll be like, you know something? (laughs) And he's really tired and really bored. (laughs) That's what I found. Um, Who did everyone say that they thought it was?
3: I went for Annie. I went for the new British girl. Just because I'd spent about six minutes sitting through this interrogation, (laughs) I just clicked the first person alphabetically. You're never supposed to trust
0: the Brit in an American show, right? there you go. Yeah, Yeah.
3: that's
4: true.
0: They're always the villain. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I found the game itself just odd like I thought be one of those things where you put in your answers and then you get given someone based on the answers based on your personality <laughs> and your <star laughs> <side. Yeah. laughs> And then the sheriff sort of wanders off halfway through yeah. and in my one the mum turns up yeah and then gives me that's... like like <laughs> stares into my soul and tells me you know you have to tell me who killed your son and I think well no you tell me I don't know <laughs> yeah. um but I went a bit random and went for Courtney oh, well, I thought it might be someone you know paced. goody two shoes
4: <laughs> I went for Jessica maybe just because I want her to get some kind of justice. I mean, but I don't want her to be found out. That's yes, the important as long part. As, she gets as away long with as she it. gets away with it, anyone else can be nailed for the crime, but She needs her to her have to a too. word with Viola
1: Davis. Yes,
2: exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I actually went for Alex just cuz I thought like the quieter one that no one else would pick. Well, his dad <laughs> is
3: the deputy stando, the um the sheriff. Yeah. You've interviewed by And
1: he he seemed to be like oh yeah it probably could be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. such a trusting father yeah he's like yeah alex is like a bit of an idiot probably could be okay, <laughs> okay, well, fine but at least alex has got a mention on this podcast so that's quite nice for him
2: yeah.
1: we can't really talk about 13 reasons why without talking about the controversies surrounding it as we mentioned before, um, earlier this year, bosses decided to remove Hannah's suicide from scene, season one after a huge backlash from across the globe. The move has without a doubt been welcomed, especially with everyone on this podcast, but some have wondered whether the show has not gone far enough. So Charlotte, you spoke to Lorna Fraser, who's the Media Advisory Service Executive Lead at Samaritans, about the portrayals of suicide on TV in general, and here's what she had to say.
0: So, hi, Luana. So, the first thing I'd like to ask you is what advice Samaritans would give to TV producers looking to tackle suicide? So,
5: the first piece of advice that we would give is to work with experts who can advise on the portrayal of suicide, um, such as Samaritans, and follow media guidelines. Um, the, the, The thing is, with covering the topic of suicide, that Obviously, and one that comes with a number of risk areas, um, and it can be particularly challenging to cover this in in drama, um, for obvious reasons. Um, And at Samaritans, we have a team of experts on hand who can work with program makers and journalists, um, giving advice on the topic, so helping you helping programme makers to cover the topic safely, um, highlighting particular risk areas and advising on how to avoid these and so on.
0: And how would Samaritans advise TV producers who would like to portray a suicide scene?
5: So, think about your audience and the potential impact. Um, And it's really important to plan... Make plans for viewer support. Um, Stick with the reality of suicide, um, such as the devastating impact on loved ones left behind. Um, And you know, there sometimes can be a tricky balance there around avoiding making that issue too romanticised, if you like. You don't want to romanticise suicidal behaviour with. Particularly dram- dramatized outpourings of grief, for example. Um, remember that suicide is a very complex issue. Um, so, for example, it's rarely, if ever, as a result of a single cause. Um, so, as much as possible, avo- avoid suggesting this as a typical response to everyday problems that we encounter in life.
0: And um, could you give me some probably some dos and don'ts? for um, tackling suicide, just that you would tell producers who are thinking about the topic and probably the aftermath of suicide? So,
5: beyond what I've already covered, um, trying to convey that suicide is a very extreme but preventable act, Um, it's a very permanent response to what are often temporary problems and perhaps with help can usually be resolved. Um, remind viewers of the importance of talking if you're struggling to cope. And also, if you're worried about somebody that you know, thinking that they may be going through a difficult time, start a conversation with them. Um, ask them if you're okay. You know, get, Getting these things across as much as possible in the media
2: is really important. Um, highlighting the fact that there's
5: always somebody who will listen and can help you. Um, Samaritans is available 24-7, people can get in touch with us by calling our helpline for free on one one six one two three, or email us if they, if
0: they prefer to to put their things down that way um, emailing joe at samaritans.org and that's J-O for Joe. and uh, do Samaritans think that suicide storylines can be a positive or a negative thing
5: yeah that's an interesting point so There is a small body of research. It's known as the Papageno effect, which shows that some coverage of suicide can be helpful. Um, And what we're talking about here is the recovery stories, um, showing people that you you can come through a suicidal crisis and, you know, there is help at the end of the tunnel, you can come through this. very often what people see and hear in the media about suicide is unfortunately in relation to a death by suicide but actually far more people survive this in fact the world health organization estimates that for every death by suicide across the world there are approximately 20
2: people who survive a
0: suicide attempt and as a final point i know that you've said where people can get in touch if they need help but is there any other advice that you would give to those especially young teens who are watching shows and these scenes are being portrayed if they would like advice so
5: we we would always encourage people to to reach out for help to talk about how they're feeling if they feel affected by something that they've been watching Um, and, and for teens particularly as we go through life and encounter problems um, and, and some of which could ha- have been raised in 13 reasons why um, but as we encounter these problems and overcome them we develop emotional resilience but when we're young I think problems that we encounter can mount up and can reach a point of feeling overwhelming so it's really important to highlight the fact that things do, Change and move on. Um, and we have done some work with Netflix around viewers before. So, as I said, viewers can call Samaritans for free, 24-7. Um, but also talking to somebody um, that they know, talking through how you feel and the problems that you're facing in life can really help to see different perspectives on your situation and work out ways through these. Um, there are also lots of other options um, of, of support available, you know, talk to somebody that you know and trust, um, your GP, a teacher, family or a friend uh, and so on um, and there are also lots of other things that people can do to help manage their feelings, so walking, physical exercise, reading, writing, art activities, all sorts of that, that people can find ways of helping to manage their mental
1: health okay so charlotte i was wondering
0: what were your kind of main takeaways from your chat with lorna so after talking to lorna i think 13 reasons why really tackled suicide well especially in the first series um mainly by showing the reality of it i think with the suicide scene itself and even sort of the impact of those left behind especially Hannah's parents especially her mum and you see the grief and sort of her need to find answers and I think that was very raw and very real and I think it made sure to not sort of glamorise suicide or make it seem like an option that doesn't really have any sec- um anything left behind I think it really showed um that those who are close to Hannah really suffered because of of the suicide and then also something that Lorna said that I think 13 Reasons Why really picks up on is that suicide is something that doesn't just have one cause, that it's usually a number of traumatic events that lead up to someone's decision to take their own life. And obviously, the, the title says it, 13 Reasons Why. I think the show did a really good job of looking into Hannah's life of all the different events since she arrived at the school, everyone in her life that sort of impacted her negatively in a way and I think that's really important but I think we can't look into the suicide scene without looking at the other scenes you know it's not just one traumatic scene in 13 Reasons Why in both the series there's quite a lot you have Jessica's rape scene you have Hannah's rape scene and then you have Tyler's rape scene as well which is especially brutal and is very unexpected of course with Hannah's suicide scene it was very graphic but you did expect it because you know that's how her story ends whereas with Tyler's scene it just comes completely out of nowhere and it's something that you rarely see in dramas I've personally never seen a scene like that in anything I've watched and it just comes out of nowhere and it's so unexpected and so graphic that you I kind of shot I kind of paused and gasped when I saw it it just completely took me by surprise And my problem with graphic scenes in this way, a lot of people have said like online that it's good. They need to be shown because shocking the audience is a good thing in this sense because these things do happen. And so it's good to address them. However, what I notice is the show itself is rated 18. However, the show is covering 17 year olds and young teens in high school. So it's about looking at these very sensitive topics that are happening for young teens in high schools, but yet the show itself is rated 18, so these scenes are too graphic for the those that are affected by it the most, or those that could be experience it or, or need sort of help and support. So that's why I think they should have these scenes, but have them in a way that aren't as graphic so that the people who are being affected by them, under 18 year olds, can watch it.
1: Alex, I know you were particularly a fan of season one, and mm. just bringing you in on this point, it did handle it incredibly well, um, Hannah's suicide. Mm. Like, yes, there have been discussions about whether it was okay to show the method exactly, which I personally don't think they should have. And I'm glad, I, you know, I welcome the move completely. Do you think now that it's moving on, it's lost the kind of, that more touching aspect of the drama?
3: Um, in a way, I think if you're going to show a scene like that, you sort of almost need to stick by your guns. Like... Obviously, like we say, it's it is isn't horri- it is a awful scene to watch. Um, and like I, I remember watching Hannah's scene in particular. I, I remember watching and literally having like turning away. Yeah. But then, like I said, that was th- that was always the point of this show. Two years on to remove it. I mean, I can completely understand why they've removed it because some people looked at the series and argued that it glamorized what had happened me personally, I don't think it did but I can see the argument for it. Um similarly with the Tyler scene I don't know if we're going to get 2 years down the line and Netflix decides to cut the Tyler scene. Um I think if you're going to do if you if you're going to go out there and you're going to make a scene that is so horrific the argument against it being an 18 is that that's sort of the social responsibility almost ends there for them. Like obviously they With 13 reasons why they have numbers they have great support networks on their site um so it's very it's a tricky one to argue for or against i think because obviously younger people are going to watch it but at the same time if it is rated as an 18 and these are the scenes that are going to get the conversation going it'd be a shame not to get not to show them to get that conversation flowing yeah I mean.
1: you know i remember watching the documentary that aired after season one yeah beyond the reasons or yeah that yeah. was it and the director you know he addressing the the scene in particular where hannah takes her on life he said you know this it's not a, a pretty thing mm. suicide is not a nice thing we wanted to show hannah's pain and show that it's not an easy way out kind of thing which i guess is kind of in line with the samaritans response to it um However, yeah, no, I wasn't comfortable with it and no. I definitely wasn't comfortable with the Tyler broom scene. Probably, mm. as you say, because it came so unexpectedly, I was less comfortable mm. with Tyler's broom scene. And I think they probably should remove it just because it didn't come with much warning.
3: I think they will, yeah. And yeah. I think yeah. that's the
4: problem. You know, if they prepared people for it, then
3: yeah. we yeah. knew it was
4: coming. Because you can have content warnings at the beginning of every episode. You can have things at the end, you can have links that they share, but at the same time, you you don't when you get that every episode you don't necessarily think too much about it yeah I think maybe almost they needed to have a kind of content warning that came up before that scene to kind of prepare people because it will trigger some stuff for people and it's really important to make sure that you're looking after your audience as well it's hard as well when you need to
1: have the content warning because the content is also traumatizing anyway it's about yeah, suicide that's the whole that's point true. of it mm. so then you'd have to put like more content warnings on it and it just becomes more content warning and less content well, that's, that's uh. the,
3: like i say that's the tricky thing where does the social responsibility stop mm. if 13 reasons why is rated as an 18 like what more can they've warned you they you know what's going to be in this show yeah but then i 100 percent see the argument that they sometimes maybe not need to go as far as they do to make their point
0: yeah. i think though even though it's On 18, I don't think Netflix can say, well, we've rated it at 18, so therefore we've told our viewers you should be 18 to watch it. Parents should ensure that um, their kids under 18 shouldn't be watching it or should watch with them, etc. But at the end of the day, if you're going to do a show that's based in a high school about teens who are having these issues that young teenagers are having, and Clay in the first series, he says himself that he's 17, and so therefore... 17 year olds could directly relate to him but then you're saying that the show shouldn't be watched by them and it, I just I don't think you can put your Netflix you put the head in the sand and say well we've said it's for 18 we've done everything we've ca- we can we've put up contact warnings etc but if the show is about younger people then obviously those who are younger are going to watch it and, and could be affected
4: yeah definitely I think that's exactly the point I would make as well it You are making this teen drama. And as we're talking, it is kind of veering into even more of a kind of teen drama, Riverdale-esque. And if you're going to be doing that, the people who your audience are, are going to be teens. There's no ways around that. So they need to kind of work out whether they're going to go full one way or the other way and just make a decision and not retrospectively be taking stuff out, but be be like forward planning about it.
1: I think as well, like, you know, picking up on the point of it becoming more of a teen drama, mm. from a parent's point of view, perhaps, you know, we we know that Thirteen Reasons Why is ending after season four. Perhaps, you know, parents could say to their kids, Well, you can watch seasons three and four because it's nothing to do with suicide. It's a little bit mm. lighter. <laughs> I use air quotes there. <laughs> but um, you know, maybe that's why they're kind of doing it as well. It's like a standalone that they can just meet the characters without yeah. If they're not ready for the backstory, yeah. maybe they can discover the backstory at a later date. Maybe that was a reason that they yeah. did that.
3: It's it's very it's it's a tricky one. This show in particular is one that really really does tear on the line of, you know, at what point where does the responsibility lie? And it's um, Netflix probably could do more because like I, I we've all got younger siblings or no younger family members who can just put whatever they want on Netflix. Um, this in particular would be a daunting watch for somebody who, like you say, is a younger school student. Um, it's just it's very hard to, because like I said, the the argument is, is that what else, what more can they do apart from give you the warnings?
0: And it is drama at, at
3: the end, end of it, the day. It is yeah. a drama.
1: it's
0: a it's a good story. Unfortunately, I think they should still tackle suicide, tackle all the sensitive issues. I think that's really important because that's what starts the conversation. But I just think it's not a good idea to put in really extreme scenes and then two years later remove them if you think they're going to be problematic. Or I think there are ways of doing a suicide scene that is a little bit tamer in a way, but still has the full impact, but perhaps could be less problematic for someone who's younger, who may be in a situation where this could really help them and could and could really do good and, and help them find support. No, I agree.
1: And I mean, at the end of the day, look how long we've been chatting about it for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the conversation has no doubt been raised. And I do think, you know, 13 Reasons Why, especially season one, has probably done some good. While I didn't want to watch some of the scenes in it, you know, it has started a conversation. They've set up groups and, you know, having these big names, having Selena Gomez initially back in it, it has kind of raised the, the issue. And I think that can only be a good thing going forward. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I wouldn't mind something a little different. (laughs) 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 And um, in some exciting news, the Obamas are coming to Netflix, but probably not as you thought. So American Factory, which is their new show, centers around a GM plant in Dayton, Ohio. Thousands of people were left out of work when the last truck rolled off the assembly line in 2008. And fast forward to 2014, a Chinese company reopened the factory to make automotive automotive glass. The documentary centres around the trials and tribulations of the factory and the American dream in general and it's produced by Higher Ground, Barack and Michelle's production company. Are we going to watch it?
4: Definitely.
0: Mm. Um, It's not really grabbing me, I must admit. (laughs) The the the
3: trailer seems quite good. The trailer seems like it could be quite interesting because it's... Where where was it? In Dayton. Yeah, and then you've got this big Chinese, like massive company just sort of goes into this little town. And then the workers are trying to adopt to this new hierarchy. It seems. Yeah. One. I mean, it's the,
4: yeah. <laughs> it's the Obamas. I think it's going to be quite fascinating. Like looking at the trailer, it, it seems to have that right balance that you need in documentaries of kind of human stories alongside this kind of bigger issue of globalization and what it means and clashing cultures. I think it looks really good, and I know that Netflix has done some really great kind of standalone original dra- documentary series. And also just documentaries. So I don't know if any any of you saw Knock Down the House. That was really fantastic. And if it's along the same kind of lines of that. I could see it being really good.
3: Is this just a standalone doc then? Yeah this is is just a
4: documentary film right? Yeah I believe so. And um, when I
1: I heard that Barack and Michelle were going to be doing a documentary. I didn't really know it was going to be about this. (laughs) I was quite surprised when I saw it. I was like oh okay. But then when you watch it you're like oh it's kind of like political. It's got. Mm. messages behind it quite clearly maybe a little bit of attacking yeah. the current
3: yeah. we pro- don't know are they just <laughs> producing it or are they starring in it?
1: Um, I believe they just produce it um, it's their production company Right. Mm. but um, yeah, why do we think that the Obamas have come to Netflix?
3: <laughs> Boredom <Is
2: it>? <laughs> <laughs> that's where everyone
0: goes retirement now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really unemployed
3: yeah. life, I don't know. <laughs> no, um, I mean, they're hugely popular figures aren't they, why not, why not crack the TV and film industry as well.
4: I also think that Netflix kind of what it does so well is it offers platforms for stories like this that maybe wouldn't be made into feature length films and released in cinemas. So what it kind of offers is the opportunity to tell a story that they might be really passionate about with in like a a way that will reach a lot of people. So I think maybe that's why they decided. Yeah,
1: it's like Netflix plus the Obama's yeah. equals story that might not have been told. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um, Charlotte, you're not keen on it still <laughs> um I will most likely give it a watch, as with everything on Netflix, but I just wasn't immediately um grabbed by it, but I think that anything with these two, everyone wants to hear what they've got to say, um me included uh, compared to like other presidents and
2: like pre- <laughs> very well done <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> subtle, subtle. Um,
0: yes. So so that's it. People just want to hear what they want to say and and they always have. So I think it'll definitely be something people will watch and I I have no doubt that it'll be a good documentary and I assume they'll they'll keep on coming from their production company. And I mean, Netflix is kind of having a bit of a
1: golden age of documentaries at the minute. You know, we talked about The Family last week, which Mm -hmm. was great. Had its problems, but, (laughs) you know... It is doing really well, and you've mentioned
4: another documentary. Yeah.
1: What are your kind of top picks at the minute for documentary watching on Netflix?
4: Oh, well, I would kind of go all out on Knock Down the House. It's a really, really fascinating story about Alexandra Ocasio Cortez and how she got her role in the Senate. Um, And it kind of follows her story along with some other women who were trying to do it and were not as successful. And it's just so touching and so well done, and actually gives you so much hope. American politics at a time when it can be difficult to have that and quite I would
1: interesting to team that with the family yeah yeah no I, I just I really would recommend it please
0: watch it, <laughs> no, thank <you> for it. <laughs> I am um, I've actually watched a documentary too and I just think it's one of those things that's quite empowering and you feel I mean it's got obviously quite sad poignant moments in it too but it's one of those documentaries where you stop watching it and you feel like you can do anything can you just yeah. feel like if they can do it I can and you just it's it's got a real feel-good vibe to it that a lot of documentaries now have as well. Where it's like teamed with, obviously, you're learning something that you didn't know about, and there are quite sad moments in it. But again, you feel you're left feeling quite happy.
3: Uh, I'm <laughs> a big fan of Netflix. Netflix have been doing um, a lot of sports documentaries recently. They did. There's one. There's a new basketball one that's just come out. I'm a big fan of Last Chance You. I remember
1: seeing that pop up, actually. Last
3: Chance She's really good. So they basically just go to these, like, colleges in the States who have really, really talented American footballers. But just on the academic side, they're just not interested. But you need to be to progress further up in the ranks. And it goes to, like, a different... They did a Mississippi college in the first two seasons, and then they went to a place called Independence in three and four. And it's just really interesting, the people that you meet in these... um, in these colleges so i like those ones and also and if you like football sunderland till i die is also very good and if you don't like sunderland it's even better
2: (laughs) i was gonna say
1: i'm like (laughs) diehard what are you doing to me at
3: least yeah what's that one
1: (laughs) well we'll end here (laughs) (laughs) then well thank you so much alex that's right thanks charlotte and thanks for your insights this week So that's all for this week thank you so much for joining us for our chat about 13 reasons why and if you liked what you heard please subscribe comment and tell your friends about us and join in with the debate on twitter at netflix pod where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. So next week we're going to be chatting all things film and we'll have Stefan and George back to discuss all the latest releases hitting Netflix. It's going to be a good one so make sure you tune in. See you
2: there.